The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being on the show. Appreciate you tuning in. And most importantly, I give thanks to all of you that share our podcast on your social media networks and with your family and friends, because with you, it really makes a difference to people tuning in all over the world. And as you know, we we put great energy into having wonderful difference makers that are impacting our society by their passion, by their creativity, by their love, and, and by their experiences. As all of you that know me and have been listening to this show for I don't know, many years, 12, I think, um, you know that um, some of my greatest loves would be anything related to nature and anything related to children. So it is with great pleasure that I introduce you today to Jennifer Reneris. She is the author of the books Hawkeyes and a Buck and a Puck, children, stories that change people's lives by the way, they're written using nature, and she actually calls them the Nature Nurture series. So, Jennifer, thank you for being on the show today. I've Hi, Reverend Temple. I'm so excited to be here with you today. So, Jennifer, I've been really looking forward to you talking about your incredible books that you've been getting interviewed by so many places, the books Hawkeyes and a buck and a puck. I've been so excited, and thank you for being here on our show. Thank you, Reverend Temple. I'm really excited to be here to talk with you today about what I've created, and and I'm very proud of it. I love sharing it. Yeah, and let's talk about that, because there's this space of what we create, such as what you have done, and there's the other conversation about what created us. You know, and how did that, of all the things that you could be doing in your life, of all the interests that you have, yes. how did how did you get on this journey of really caring about how children view nature and how they have this tremendous learning opportunity from from that? Why does this matter to you? Um. When, when something makes you feel good, you want to share mm-hmm. it. If it tastes good, you, you can't wait to 
to tell someone else to try it. So for me, I, I have a farm as well. So I have, um, I've had livestock and, and worked in, in the farming industry for years, almost half my life. Um, as far as the um, creative side, I, I didn't think I was creative. But when I started on my own healing journey, because I had debilitating anxiety and uh, chronic pain from stress and just, I, I was not doing well and I knew I needed to change. And I started on my own healing journey. Um, I had I had an aha moment one day. I, I love aha moments. I love the way they feel. I, I even love daha moments. Like when something clicks and you just get it, it feels so good. So part mm-hmm. of... I also love tools that 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 will. So if, if I'm having an anxiety attack, here's what I do for myself to to help abate it. So one day I was journaling. Um, I was having an anxiety attack. I was journaling over a stressful situation, and a hawk swooped into my yard right in front of me. It it stopped me in my tracks. I was I was quite stunned, and I sat there staring outside with my mouth open for the longest time. And then, you know, one of the things that I've learned through my journey is to pay attention to the signs, especially when you're praying for answers or for help. So I Googled hawk symbolism, and it was a big aha moment for me. It really resonated um, because the hawk symbolizes perspective, looking at a bigger picture. Uh, If you can change the way you look at something, this can change what you see, and that can change how you feel. This shifted how I was feeling immediately, and I was wowed. I felt so supported, um, and I realized I had a choice in that moment. So I made a note in my journal that wouldn't this be great if we could translate it into something children can relate to. And I don't know why that idea came into my head. I mean, I love children. I have children and nieces and nephews. But it was just something I wrote down, and then during uh, the long Canadian winter that followed, um, with encouragement from my family, I created and published my first children's book, which was Hawkeyes. That's really powerful. Well, you know, um, on the shamanic journey, um, as a shamanic practitioner, we've always had an influence with our children here, as I've served here for 16 years, on the elements of teaching them about animal totems you know, and power totems and to look for those very things that you're talking about, whether it's an egret, a rat, you know, whatever it is that it has um, symbolism to it and look at, you know, what it means in in your life. And, uh, you know, like I do living in uh, 2020 Mm. and not that anything is, is, was better at the time or less than or anything, but it does seem like in many ways we've gotten uh, away from uh, children's activity uh, with nature. Uh, they spend um, more and more time indoors and with their tablets and, and those kind of things. And those things carry uh, wonderful experiences, but there's an entire movement you know, across at least this nation um, that is uh, relative to uh, children's lack of participation outdoors and having that relationship. So that was another thing that I found exciting with the books that you're doing is you're bringing 
that component back. And um, I've always just been an advocate for that. And, um, you know, always live by the space of, you know, don't, don't kill an animal for no reason. Uh, and when children see that and they're brought up with that, those tend to be the kind of children that have such um, a low value for life itself. That's my humble opinion. <laughs> now you know how I truly I agree. feel. <laughs> I agree. Because even, you know, having that appreciation for the natural world around us and for the creatures in it um, lends to other things in our in our life uh, appreciation for our planet, care, and concern for how it's evolving and changing. And, and that's a whole, you know, bigger picture, but it, it does, and it starts, starts at home. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. So this, the book Hawkeyes, it, uh, tell us a little bit about, about the story. I mean, obviously, uh, we want um, more and more people to get the book, but because, at least right now, 98.8% uh, of our audience is would be adults, I don't feel like we're doing a lot of giving away. Do you know what I mean? Because we would really like them to get these books for, for their children, for their school system. So in this case, it's a little bit different. I feel like the more they know, the better we will be. Um, okay. So that they'll go to your website, JLW Author, and get the book, order them. So give us kind of a little storyline of, of Hawkeyes. I would like to know a little bit about that. I know it's the Mom's Choice Award, so congratulations on that. That's nothing to be taken lightly. So in Hawkeyes, I, um, I used my main character as a young girl named Lulu, and she is upset that her mom is traveling for work. So her dad is trying to teach her about perspective, looking at a bigger picture. Um, he's acknowledging her feelings, but he's directing them towards their pet dog, Aunt B, about making her day great, taking her to the park, doing something fun, and then time will pass quickly and mom will be home before you know it. So... She's learning a very big word, perspective. She's learning that, you know, each of us having different experiences and when we're able to understand that, um, that can lead to empathy and to uh, changing what we see and changing how she feels. My, my character is directed after, she takes after my daughter who would be out on the farm wearing her, she was definitely an every kind of girl girl. She'd be wearing princess dresses, catching frogs and snakes and, you know, running around digging holes, but she, she would still be um, with the tutu aspect. So that's how I created Lulu uh, after Marika, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> that's funny you said that yeah I, I love the illustrations in the book and it's just really magical all the energy and the attentiveness you put into it is as far as uh, the details go and there's something to be said too I think with uh, children that are raised with nature pets frogs 
I have a uh, I have a fountain in the entranceway of my home, and um, so it's consistently replaced with its water, etc. And I have a frog named Frederica. You know, and um, it's always funny when I'm on a trip or something, and I have the pet sitters coming into the home for the other four, four-legged creatures, and I go, and real important is Frederica out here in this fountain. You know, never let it dry out of water because Frederica lives on the back of the fountain. <laughs> anyway, they kind of look at me like, okay, but the. Yeah. Um, but children that are raised in that way, I was raised in that way. Nature was my my hope, you know. Nature was something I could identify with when I couldn't identify with the busyness or the languaging of, of the world, um, small or sometimes unkind. And so that was my saving uh, grace. So I think another component in why I love um, the books that you are doing is children that are exposed to these type of things, I think, I know they have compassion for others, not only for other animals and creatures of the creator that made all these things, but for one another. How, how do you feel about that? I do I do feel that children are, are they naturally exude unconditional love, and um, they have this, this ability to be mindful and present in the moment, and and for that lends to their connection with nature and with animals, and and being outside, it's so grounding, right? Just that fresh air and the vitamin D and everything. Um, I think on my on my Instagram or it might be my website, it I said nature is proof that magic surrounds us because it really does feel that way the things that are created, and I do believe there is a wonder uh, element to children that they just, they appreciate this. And we can learn from them in this aspect. Uh, absolutely. Um, are you familiar with Temple Grandin's work at all? I did see the movie. Okay. Um, to me, that was a perfect example of what you're talking about because they had not really put a name on autism yet or they had such a misunderstanding about what autism was. And, and where she connect. found her renewed faith in life was being on the farm yeah. and identifying Connection. with how the cows were treated. That gave her a new relationship of how she could cope. And so she built this cage type thing and that's what got her through college i, right. I didn't know if you recall that the cows walked through yes that was yeah. brilliant i i really yes. like that movie, actually <laughs> yeah so she made a, a great identification with that well what is the what are some of the feedback that you've been getting from uh these stories very positive um especially from teachers who are using it as um, learning tools uh, for lesson plans um, to teach, to deal with anxiety, because children have, um, it, our world's changing, I guess. Anxiety is becoming a bigger uh, issue in schools. And, and then, you know, the message of kindness and teaching children that they do have a choice in how they see things, that they do have this personal empowerment and then also parents, when, when they tell me that their child picks the book every night at bedtime, that just oh, it melts my heart. I love that. 
Yeah, I can I can see where you would. So more and more, this book is getting into the, uh, is it the public school system? Um, both here in uh, in Canada, public, we have like a public school system and then we have a Catholic school system. So, so it is any, you know, we know lots of teachers in society, the kids are grown and in, through word of mouth, through the internet, um, it's in the public libraries actually as well. So it has been circulating very well. And I, and I am, it reinforces my decision to create the books because of the feedback and the positivity. Oh, I bet. I bet. So it just keeps inspiring you to want to do more. Is this going to become like your consistent thing? Um, I, I mean, I get excited. So right now the third book is in the, is just finished the first edit and, and it's, creative process is very exciting. Um, the marketing side, I am it's daunting because it's a whole other thing to learn, but I love creating and there's so many creatures. Every time um, one crosses my path or, or I see something unique, I, I already have a story going on how I could make it work and relate it to kids. So I could keep going with it for a very long time. Um, I'll wait and see how book three goes, and then I'll decide which direction this, you know, this journey takes me on. Because it is, I do have other, other business interests and things that I do um, for work. So we'll, we'll see. It's a lot of fun, and it is. It, it's exciting. It's a whole new genre and new. Um, new experiences for me to get to speak to people and, and interact with, with children again. They're so amazing. Yeah, and I, you know, through the years I've interviewed uh, a lot of authors and um, some are more pleasurable and more knowledgeable and more humble than others. Obviously, it's humanity. Um, what I have observed about authors of children's books is that the energy is on the work, uh, not themselves. Right. I mean, you have to really search to find a photo of you um, because for you it's about the children. And I just think that there's something to be said about that because you're more about the message than you are the messenger. That's right. just an observation um, that I have made. Yeah, well, when I started, that was my intention was to translate an aha moment into something that children could relate to. And that's part of the reason, um, maybe the main reason, why I integrated charity into each of my book events. So I, I donate the profits from each book event to a charity in the community um, as a way of focusing on the community and focusing on what brings us together and and to make it not about me, but about the kids and the message and something positive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, with my children's book. I did the same thing. I was able to give to a senior citizen facility that would help seniors stay in their, their home or uh, to animal activists. Yeah, it, it means a lot. It's another yeah. way of... Um, of hopefully knowing that the world was a better place because we existed somehow. 
right? Yes, yes, I agree. That's beautiful. Well, that's what my uh, my teacher told me, you know, forever ago, is we're not here to solve all the problems of the world. We're simply here to not be one of them and to, to know that the world is a better place because we were here. I think that's pretty sweet. That's perfect, and it's so simple. You don't have to solve the problems. Just one. I can, I'm going to remember that forever. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, so you actually had the hands-on experience with the um, with the hawk. Um, what about the buck? Did you have a buck up here on your well, farm, or uh, I on, see, on yeah, some we of your see, visits? We do see a lot of deer. Um, funny enough, one day we were driving, and I might have been criticizing my partner's driving. I, I might have been. And we did might see a deer. In, that's in, very in, soft. I like that. You just might have been. <laughs> I mean, it could have happened that way. We're not totally sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we saw a deer on the side of the road, and I thought, oh, touche, Jennifer. There you go. Watch yourself. <laughs> so, so with the second book, I researched, um, I did start researching animals and things I had seen, and and that became a lot of fun because there's so many, and they all, like you had said, you've, you in your shaman work, they have totems. So I guess there's, mm-hmm. every animal has a symbolism attached to it or that they express, and so it was it was a lot of fun to research book two. Um, the deer symbolism, because deers are graceful, yet they are strong, so their grace slash kindness is a symbol of their strength. So it was it was really easy to create a story around that and to show that, uh, um, that showing strength to someone shows how kind you are on the inside. And I used the sport of hockey as well to teach sportsmanship, not teach sportsmanship, but relate the message to sportsmanship and and show that, you know, Lulu had a choice in how she treated her friend in the game and it benefited her friend, but it also uh, benefited her as well. She grew from it and she felt good because of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's just really meaningful what you're doing. Thank you. It, it really you. is. I love so with resonates. the 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 way the world was before it became commercialized and uh, more about money and accomplishment from a business perspective, um, it was very common that the shaman, which means a holy person of those tribes, really identified with. Um, all aspects of nature. And if they did take a life of a buffalo or a, a deer, there was such sacredness about it. You know, it wasn't the mass consumption that it is now of, um, you know, I, I can't even think about it. It upsets me so of the lives every year that are taken for no reason and that are killed and nothing's ever done with them or so somebody can put a trophy up on their wall. I won't get going on that today because it's just, (laughs) uh, it's more than I can take and, um, and hard to believe that it even happens. 
But that being said, um, that's uh, part of that work is is to know that everything you encounter, there is a, a message in it for you. You know, so you might run into an ant hill. Okay, so if someone's a business manager, they might want to look at how they do tribal living, how they coexist yeah. together. You know what has value and what has meaning and. Many a day I've had someone come to me in 30 years of ministry and, you know, have this issue or have this thing happen or, well, and I keep seeing this particular bird or whatever. I was, have you looked it up? No, it's never occurred to me. Well, look it up. And it's always, or the scroll or the, whatever it is, it is always hysterical how right on it really is. It's, it's amazing. And, um, and that's the part of the work I feel like you are doing as you're bringing back that that memory of, of nature and tying that together. I want to thank all of you that are tuning into our show and thank you for being with us. Remind you that you can go to jlwauthor.com and find more about Jennifer's tremendous work and order these books. Get them today. Every kid needs one. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And as we know, we, we say it all the time. It's, it's really an intentional spirit that carries through with goals, carries through with ideas, with visions, because an intentional spirit continues to move in the direction they're called and not giving a lot of credit or delays with outside circumstances. You just keep moving in that direction. I do want you to be aware that this particular year, we have launched an Institute for Leadership and Lifelong Learning International. It's called ILLI.org, which means you can go on there and you can take all different kinds of classes, health and um, rejuvenation, uh, good parenting, Uh, learn about chakras, whatever you would like to do, but it's video curriculum. And we also license spiritual leaders. So love to have you check in with that. Exciting times. You can visit me on templehays.com and also our spiritual community here is firstunity.org. Today we're talking with Jennifer Rineras. She is the author of two books related to children, Hawkeyes, as well as a book, and a puck, and she uses nature in which she addresses the issues with children today that are pertinent today's time to teach the children values. And you can go to her website, jlwauthor.com, and get those books. And I just want to reiterate whether you have children or not, you know people who do. So help, um, help people. Uh, by offering them tools to use. And that's what these books are. They're very healthy tools that are addressed to connect with children and get them to see 
a, a different way of looking at life because when they do, that's when those children become extremely healthy. And Jennifer, I was on a show a few years ago on Lifetime Television, and they, they said, you know, what is it, in your opinion, that creates uh, self-esteem? And they said, is it nature or is it nurture? And I said, I, it's both. It, it's really both. And I thought it was interesting that you use the, uh, the tag uh, nature's nurtures, nature nurtures and that's kind of your uh, was there a particular reason that you chose that did you watch my um, show on the watch <laughs> I, I didn't i wish i'm going to look for it now actually Obviously, after we're done that's a joke. i'll look at it uh, but um how did that I, I, come together for you i was curious about that so when i knew that i wanted to create more than one story um I chose an umbrella for the books, which Nature Nurtures Storybooks. And I chose Nurtures because that's exactly uh, the messages I'm taking from animal symbolism, from nature. Um, the symbolism is, is nurturing us, teaching us in powerful um, tools that we can use to feel better. And it's it's empowering. And so... Yeah, it was a it was a natural fit, and I do I do believe as well that it's um, it's we are we get our traits from both nature and and our nurturing. I I don't I don't see how one could go without the other. Mm -mm. I, I don't either. They walk hand in hand, really. Yes, I met. Uh, I had the pleasure of doing a. A high school visit, and there were two young women, um, grade 12 students, and they asked me who my role model was. And uh, I thought it was such a great question. I asked them who their role models were, and I was, I was almost cringing, waiting to hear. And they both said that their role models were their parents, and that was just that just warmed my heart because that's perfect. They here they are. Everything starts at home, and here are these teenagers that that love and appreciate where their learning and security comes from. And so in appreciation, like they're just resonating kindness and perspective and, and everything that's, that's coming from their parents. And that was just, that was wonderful. And a point well taken, you would think that that would be the first answer. And yet that answer would be, I would say just, you know, just, Kind of listening to myself is that that would be like a rare answer, especially in those years of a teenager, because that's when usually they think your parents they don't know anything, you know. And part of that I think is healthy because it's the individuation of a person to say, well, I'm not really sure if I want to be just like you or not. So let me start forming my own identity. But that's a huge compliment to a parent when a child feels that way. That's that's really awesome. Uh, very, very, very impressive. It, it's so interesting when we talk about, uh, you know, healthy parenting now. Um, and we look at ourselves, many of us that are now, some of us are uh, having uh, grandchildren or some of us are in some kind of leadership as an authority figure. And it's very interesting how we can either continue to um, use the old tools that 
apparently weren't so great uh, because many of us went to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And and we have a real opportunity, don't we? We have a real opportunity to do some things different and to hold the space. And that's what I love about being affiliated with teachings such as unity or centers for spiritual living. And that's where I think that we are ahead of the game is, um, and for for mass understanding where when it comes to our children, we're somewhere between Montessori and Waldorf and that kind of space that we really honor the child. You know, we honor the child not to try to impress ourselves as adults to what we know or what we, you know, we make them, oh, let's make you like me. No, we honor a child to see what they bring. Um, and that's what I think your books do. They have the potential to draw out of a child what's already there that may be lying dormant or what, you know, no one else is talking about. And it'll be wonderful to watch these children grow up with um, these enlightened tools to see what they bring to the world. Because it is going to be different than what we learned and grew up with, but that's, that's great. Like, it's going to be something better, hopefully. And the more, you know, when we know better, we do better. So as parents, if we can pass it on to our children, then that's, you know, then they'll do better with their children and, and so on. And one day we're all just going to be <laughs> at peace and have our hands, you know, in the air and soaking it up. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I, I know that uh, you hold the space that I do, and I, I feel very strongly about it. I always affirm that our world is beautiful yes. and that it is well. And yet, yes, there are changes that need to occur and there are things that need to happen. And that's just the evolution of life itself. Uh, it upsets me when people call our world crazy based on a few personalities they see on the news or based upon certain situations that are happening. Um, and nature is nature. And it is always letting us know things we need to know. And we're getting a lot of messages these days. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Um, but I think underneath it, um, our core values are still our core values. And you and I were talking about that, about the fundamental values of teaching a child uh, just simple kindness I mean, it's it's almost like we went through a time where children wouldn't even say hello to somebody. There was such paranoia of what do you want, you know, or my parents told me I'm not supposed to say hello to someone. So it's um, that element of kindness or the, or the golden rule. What are some of the other values that you feel are strong that through the books that you're doing, you will be incorporating? Um, I do. I agree with you that uh, what we focus on becomes magnified, and if if we let fear uh, be the focus, then that then that's what we're going to get back. So when we when we go out into the world and resonate kindness or appreciation, gratitude, being polite to people, I like to focus on um, how we're connected. So if I can look for ways with anyone uh, in any situation, how I can connect then I find that um, the interaction becomes so personal um, and it is about the individual and, and what that experience is 
in that moment instead of the overall, you know, when you watch the news and you don't want to leave the house anymore. Not that I did that, but in general, because things are scary when they're um, when they're presented all at once, you know, the negativity. So for me in the books, it will always be a positive message. Um, the next book is is uh, Scarlet Macaw, the um, animal, and her colorful feathers symbolize embracing our everyday uniqueness that shines from within our own and that of others as well. So Lulu will be having fun uh, with her classmates in this book. And again, it's a positive message that teaches them to love. Absolutely. And that's probably why McCall's live so long is they don't stress the small stuff of indifference. I couldn't agree with you more, Jennifer. We have to be aware of the news. And it still amazes me that people don't realize that all of the news channels, basically a lot of them are owned by four organizations and they tend to regurgitate over and over and over again. They regurgitate the same things, you know, and very little positive energy, you know, whatsoever. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you are holding a space that some of the main teachings for children need to be that life is positive. I have a little girl in my life and, um, you know, what, what often people don't realize we influence people more, um, than the words we even use, but the way they see us live. And so she watches me as a vegan. She watches me as, um, someone that loves animals and I will go to great lengths to save a bug, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't do it because someone's watching. I do it because that's me, you know, and believe me, as many people make fun of me as people think it's cool, but I don't really care. <laughs> but anyway, so she came and found me uh, one Sunday and she was all animated. And she said, I need you to come here. I need you to come here. Look, there's a spider and you've got to get it and take it outside. <laughs> yeah, so it's that place perfect. of influence, you know, that we teach children that life matters. It's important. And it starts there. And that will be ingrained with her for the rest of her life. She will have a value about that. And at least that's where she's starting out. She might change her mind at some point. Um, it makes her mom a little crazy because she used to kill bugs and now she can't, uh, thank heavens. Um, but you know what I mean? So it's little by little that we make these little, little spaces. That's right. Definitely starting at home and influencing the people around us by showing an appreciation for the bugs and their part in the world and, and for the creatures and in our planet and, and that we're blessed enough to have so many um, natural foods that we can eat, and to be mindful of what we're what we're putting into our bodies and what we're doing every day. It, the, that um, what you just expressed your her, what it, what's her name your little one that Mir you have miracle Sorry. miracle I love it okay so now she gets to see this <laughs> this beautiful because um, you're an inspiration and she gets to see all this appreciation and have that and think about how how fulfilling that is and how good that feels instead of fear 
It's it's mm-hmm. just perfect. That's what all children should have that sense of wonder. And you yeah, know what? maybe and, that and your, spider your was first trying answer to keep... being that you need to kill it because it happens to be in your quote unquote territory. There is a reason that it is that it is there. And I right. my my greatest day is when adults know that. I mean, you know, it, it's so important. Mm-hmm. So right. I think you're certainly, you know, children's books, we, we can't limit them to that they're going to impact children. I mean, my knowing is they're going to impact adults that are reading it to them as well. Kind I have of spark, received that feedback. You know, some kind of energy yep. around that. Yep. I like to be reminded. I, I recently needed to be reminded um, I was letting something bother me. And I knew I shouldn't have been. Like, I knew that I knew that I knew that I, I shouldn't have been even focusing on it. And I needed um, some perspective. And my sister had to step in and say, look, Jen, you need to be thankful for this. And, and she's right. And I feel 100% better, let it go. But, you know, I'm human and I don't always, Sometimes our feelings get the better of us, so being reminded to show perspective or to be kind or that things happen for a reason, you know, that's that's always helpful to me, and I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, she was kinder to you than some people have been to me, like, read your book. (laughs) 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 Because usually people love to stump the author. You know, well, did you read chapter three and the fourth paragraph, what you said about that? It's like, thank you for sharing. Yes, I appreciate that. (laughs) Well, speaking of children, um, what did your uh, children, uh, what age are they and and what did they think about the book? So my children are 25, 22, and 17. And my son, I showed it to first because I knew he would be honest and he gave me a lot of uh, constructive criticism and encouragement, which meant a lot from him because he's, he's, um, he's very uh, t- technically, he's in law school. So he's very, you know, black and white and, and this is the way things are. He likes facts. So he really liked it and that encouraged me to share it with others and then um, eventually publish it. Um, my nieces and nephews really like it and they enjoy picking it for story time and reading it. And that, that means a lot. That's wonderful. Uh, that's another question that I would like for people to figure out is what to call children when they're over 15 and they belong to someone. <laughs> You know, oh, those are your young adults. Well, that doesn't sound right. Do you know what I mean? We need a word. I still call them my babies. I know they're not babies. (laughs) They're just really good good people. coming from you, but I don't imagine they take that from other people, right? (laughs) No, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very lucky that they're wonderful people that have been my greatest teachers and I I love being around them so that's that's a gift well how I mean I, I know about the logistics as far as it's today to be an author is a wonderful calling and not the easiest because so many people are authors and how to 
you know, get them on the shelves or more importantly in someone's lap that they're reading them. But how would you say otherwise that this, these books have changed you? Are you primarily an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Are you used to the world of talking about yourself and what matters to you? Um, I'm used to being alone, working from home or the farm, and not having to talk to too many people. So this okay, well, been, this is new. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's been a gift, like it's such a huge learning experience, um, letting go of a lot of fear. Um, the first podcast I did, I, w- I was shaking, and you're right, it's a conversation between two people, and then I started focusing on the connection that I was having with that person instead of what if I start choking or, you know, what if I mess up? And um, it, it's been it's been a gift meeting other children's authors. It's, they're very inspiring. And, uh, yeah, it's stretching my brain, like learning something new. I think that's important um, to challenge yourself. So I appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited that I've done it. In a couple of weeks, I have a a class visit with 150 kindergartners. So that is going to be that's going to be exciting and that's going to be new. So we'll see what happens, but I definitely um am glad that I did it and that I followed this um these nudges and this mission to to do this. Yeah, and and that's what it's all about. Your calling becomes greater than your discomfort. That's what happened to me. I, too, would much rather not be a public person, but that's not what my soul wanted, even though I denied it for many, many years. I just finally, you know, one day in my life surrendered. Um, I've just got to ask you, do you watch Heartland? I do not. Okay, well, go to Netflix, watch Heartland. It's one of the longest uh, TV series on TV. It's a Canadian family, and it's about a farm. So you got to watch it. It's a beauty. <laughs> many, many blessings to you, Jennifer. Everyone go visit her at jlwauthor.com. And uh, it's just been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind, Body, Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.